eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on this wonderful Tuesday. Al, what's up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I had an awkward uh, situation at a uh, restaurant over the weekend. Uh, it felt awkward to me. So there was a... Uh, we went to this place, and there was a um, a young waitress we had. I thought she was like 17, 18 years old. Cute girl. Uh, Gina thought she was a college kid. Okay. So, um, you know, she she uh, worked with us all night long. She was great. Uh, so I said to I to Gina, I go ask her how old. Ask her if she goes to college around here. That way, we would know whether she's in college right. or not, and we could, you know, see who was correct. So Gina said to the girl, she goes, "Oh, do you go to school around here?" She said, "I was going to Monmouth, but then and then I so then in my head I was okay. like, okay." So, she, and then Gina goes to her, um, you know. You should run for Miss America. You should run for Miss New Jersey. Because Gina works with some mm-hmm. girls that run in pageants. The girl looked so, looked like two swingers were talking to her. <laughs> and Gina just meant like the girl was like, she was very pretty, yes. young, very poised, right. like in the chaos of the uh, restaurant. Right. The girl gave no reaction. It was so strange. Then as we're leaving, it was like, you know, after we were done, I was like, oh, well, that was awkward. Said, Good thing I didn't say you should run in Miss New Jersey. Yes. That would have been worse. But as we were leaving, the manager goes, oh, I uh, hope you enjoyed. And then Gina goes, um, I had a very awkward moment with the waitress. Can you please tell her I was, I didn't mean, I just, and so now she's explaining to the manager the whole conversation. Right. Who we didn't had need with to know girl. anything. Really. Didn't need to know. No. It was over with. Yes. Now he probably went over to the girl. Right. It was just strange. Oh, so that was it. That was That's it. all right. That's not that big a deal. I thought you were going to say that her parents were waiting for you outside or no, something. No, no, no. And she was a freshman at Monmouth no, Regional High School and she was yeah. 14. But it also, 
like this girl looked like she was 17. Yeah, sure. And she was probably 22, yeah. 23. Maybe. They look so young now, Jerry. Uh, well, we're going the wrong way, Al. Yeah, I know, but still. No, there's no still. We're going the wrong way. Yeah, but an attractive 25, 24-year-old is still attractive, but it, she looked like a baby face. Yeah, I, I understand. And then I started thinking, like, all these movies, like, back in the 1980s, all the movies that were out there, like um, 16 Candles, they're all about high school girls. Mm-hmm. Where you would never... Ha- it's like, very creepy if you think back to where we're at now to where it was then. Like, wasn't Porky's the movie about high school girls they were uh, spying on in the locker room? Was it high school? It might have I been. Think it I, don't know if I, ever, I actually don't know if I ever saw that movie. I never saw it either. I, I was sure. not allowed back then. But... I just remember, like, everything was about high school chicks. Well, but again, it's everything you and I and Eddie have talked about. Even the music talks about 16-year-old girls. And, yeah. You know. Dating 16-year-olds. And sometimes younger. Yeah. I mean, it's creepy. But that's where we were. And think, when we were kids, too, I always thought when you got to high school, you drank, you smoked, and sex started, and yes. all these things. and. It's not like that now. I mean, I'm sure in some places it is. But do, don't you think, I guess, like, let's say when my, my parents were growing up and they were in high school in, like, the the late 1950s, early 1960s, mm-hmm. that a high school senior was looked at like an adult. Yeah. Now high school seniors look like children. Yeah, well, high school seniors can still go to war. That's the, right, that's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. We could still, they could still sign up for the military or yes, be drafted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'd ever have a draft anymore just from the standpoint of it seems like military is so high tech now. Yeah. I don't know. That, that we would need the ground troops. I don't know in this day and age if yeah. you're going to have massive ground troops like we had, unfortunately, in World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. It seems a lot is done with the computers now with the drone strikes. Yeah. It's just different. Uh, but that having been said, 18 is still 18. Yeah. And still that's the age. I feel like I have to read up on this, uh, what's going on in Israel. Uh, not good. Yeah, like I don't legitimately know the specifics, like as to why. Yeah, I don't either. Like uh, why it happened, why. It's one of these things that's like we always, I always felt like there's there were certain parts of the world where there was always like tension tension and war in yeah. the middle east like is that considered the middle east I believe i'm so, so stupid yeah. with this yeah, i believe so yeah yeah it's, it's crazy yeah it's terrible it's it's been going on for hundreds of years i believe yes and it's uh right now it's bad and that's where it's like i was driving in this morning and i'm thinking you know we're so worried about daniel jones oh, and yeah. the giants record meantime people are losing their lives still in ukraine now Israel is being pummeled. They're fighting back, and we're worried about what exactly? Uh, Daniel Jones and the uh, Giants Who offensive line. Hairs. Yeah. And then, like, I start to go through this thing, like, because Gina knows everything about what's going on. So, sure. Because she, uh, she bought herself a subscription to the New York Times a couple weeks ago. So now all she's doing is reading the New York Times nonstop mm-hmm. and telling me about terrible. It's so funny. Like, she wanted to get off social media. Because of the negativity. Right. But now she's reading all about war and attacks in Israel. And yeah. I'm not sure be more negative right now what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, there's nothing uplifting about it. And then I, I try to think, like, okay, is it better to be 
ignorant about what's going on in the world that you cannot change? Or is it better to be knowledgeable on knowing what's going on? You know? I think it's a little of both. Yeah. Like you should know something's going yes. on. But I think you can also drive yourself nuts with fear yeah, and worry and all sorts of things like that if you really know. It's, it's, it's a lot of what we always talk about, how close we are to them dropping a bomb right in Manhattan. I mean, I don't know if they would be able to get here. Some of the stuff I was reading yesterday says that supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, that Putin's got some sort of a bomb that we do not have the defense system to knock down. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. But the more I read about it, it freaks me out. I don't want to read about it. Could you even imagine even just the idea of knocking down a bomb, what that would... Let's say they and, uh, Russia shot a rocket at us and we shot it down. Yeah. It's still going to have a crazy impact on the world. Have you not seen any of the video of Israel and their defense systems knocking bombs out no, of the sky? I have not seen Missile. any of those. It's, it is pretty freaky, man. Yeah. It's like something out of a movie. You know, so so I believe the answer you're looking for is somewhere in the middle. You got to know what's going on, but I, I I would not encourage you to go knee deep in it the way you really get crazy about buying a car or getting a dog. Yeah, going full on. Because if you get full on, I'm not doing the warm up show with you anymore. Yeah, because I even saw a thing yesterday, like a guy that I follow because he writes about um uh, like um what's the stuff I love cable and. Um, yeah, TV. TV. Yeah, he's like a media guy. Mm-hmm. And he writes about, you know, like uh, uh, Apple TV is going to go for this sports rights. And he posted a – now, I didn't click it, but he posted a video of, like, the the injured people in Israel. And, the, like, I don't – you're the TV guy. I don't I know. Do TV stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is it's just – I know. But then you don't want to be ignorant to it. And you I also think. don't so want to like, be the person that's like, stick to what you do. Yeah, as no, opposed yeah, to you can't you're, do that. you're still a like U.S. citizen with thoughts. Yeah. Like, it's okay. So I was just thinking about that, like how like if you get off of social media because of the negativity, but you want to stay in the news, so you subscribe to the New York Times, you're still going to see bad news. Oh, of course you are. I think the one thing that's different is, and I, I think you would attest to this, you can get lost in social media for hours. Yeah. Uh, On dumb things. 20 minutes here, 10 minutes there, five minutes, 30. I mean, all of a sudden you're consumed by so much negativity as opposed to, I think if you read an article or two a day from a a subscription like that, you kind of read it, you absorb it, you move on. My question to you is anytime she happens to reference the subscription, do you say, I'm sorry, Gina, do you mean the failing New York Times? She, she does. <laughs> Actually, when she says it to me, she goes, I know you call it the failing. <laughs> I don't know anything about the New York Times. I just stole that from Donald it's Trump. It's just a funny line. Hilarious, right? It's just funny. <laughs> the failing New York Everything he didn't like was failing. Yeah, it was so funny. Your ratings are terrible, CNN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm at, Jerry. Yep. Then I got a uh, an email from a a. Big-time podcast listener, Jerry. His name is Dave Stein. Hello, Dave. Dave Stein wanted to know each of our top five, I don't know if we could come up with five, favorite radio wars. Oh, I couldn't. This was not even in relation to a war breaking out. This was even, he sent this to me prior to that, but that's what they they called the term. I was thinking that, too. It's like, I don't know that, that you, Jerry... We're a radio war kind of guy. No, because the only, the biggest one for me, but uh, my guy got his ass kicked, was Imus. Stern ate him for lunch. And that really wasn't much of a war because Imus got his ass kicked. So, yeah, I guess they mean like um, verbal war. 
Well, like not ratings war. I mean, in, I mean, in, in fairness, when I miss died, Stern said, "Good." Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they really had nothing nice to say. Yeah, they they were at odds for so long, but I don't ever recall Imus going after him like on FA when he was on FAN. He Imus didn't because he couldn't compete with him. Yeah, and he would just the fact that he outbilled him, he would just stand on that. Right. But ratings wise, he couldn't come. He got pe- Imus always did the thing you remember where he said uh, if Howard Stern ever gets better ratings than me, I'll eat the penis of a dead dog. Yes. And then as he was getting beaten by a drum, someone reminded it. And he's like, well, tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you want to say Mike and Chris with Opie and Anthony? I, I, but they didn't really I, battle right with now. them. I mean, I don't. Not, I'm not looking like not rate, not like a radio rating. Right, Mike versus but, Chris then. But where they fought on the air with each other. Okay, Mike versus Chris. That's a good one. That was a, and that was a long one. That was a long one. Um Russ and Steve had times they did not get along on the air. Where they would I, I like, don't, where you could tell on the air oh, yeah. that they oh, didn't like each other? Yes, 100%. But I don't like that stuff. Like, I don't have a top five because I don't care for that stuff. To me. Yeah. Um, the big ones, I think, are was like Howard Stern versus the Philly zookeeper, the guy who did the morning zoo in Philly, John yeah, DiBella. I don't, I don't even know what that is. That was a big one. Then there were a couple that got actually very mean, like, like Howard Stern must have been in a very strange place in his personal life because there was a guy, when Howard went on in Chicago, there was a guy named Man Cow. I, I've heard of him, of course. Howard was so mean. This guy's father was dying and was attacking the guy's father, Oof. saying, Jerry, like, brutal things about... Man Cow's dad. Yeah. On, this is on the radio. Yeah. About what he was going to do to the guy's dead father's skull like it was weird that's strange it was very weird it was a very very strange and i'm sure some people thought it was hilarious yeah that was too much for me and i i like silly radio stuff but then the other weird one was you know howard stern spent his whole career like beating up imus you mentioned and all these other guys and then when opie and anthony were on wnew in the afternoon and they were making fun of howard howard went to the company and told the owner of the company they are not to mention my name to the point where I was working the dump button for Opie and Anthony. And if they brought up Howard's name, I had to dump it. Yeah, that's the bully not being able to take a punch in the yes. mouth, which I don't understand. I don't understand the bully being so sensitive. Like if you're going to make your living ripping people, it's okay that people rip you. Laugh, move on. Yeah. And most bullies can't. Then I remember prior to me getting on the dump button, there was another guy in the dump button for Opie and Anthony. And I knew Howard Stern show, like yeah, g- yeah. So when Opie and Anthony were told they weren't allowed to talk about Howard Stern or it would get dumped out of, then they just started referring to Howard Stern as Big Bird, <laughs> and the guy running the dumb button had, had no, no idea. idea, no idea. Like, well, they Big didn't Bird say this. his name. And, yeah, but this guy had no idea Howard Stern was Big Bird. In fairness, he didn't do anything wrong. And supposedly that that whole stuff started because. Howard Stern, supposedly, this was an article that was in the in page six. Okay. That Howard Stern's, da- one of Howard Stern's daughters, when she was underage, went to uh, the Z100 Jingle Ball concert and got super drunk or something where she had to go to the emergency room and Howard had to go. Howard and his wife had to go get her. 
and Opie and Anthony discussed that on the radio. Really? And that was the thing that made it I don't crazy. Like, that's the only thing I would say. I don't like talking about other people's yeah. family members. Correct. That, to me, does cross the line. Because they didn't sign up for the... Correct. Uh, that's not fair. Right. Or someone's dying father's skull also. Or that. Would be out for you. No. If you were in out a, of bounds. If you were in a radio yeah, war. Yeah, that's out of bounds. Yeah. You don't really get them anymore, though, radio wars, because... We're so there's so many different things people listen to now. It's not just Howard versus Imus. No, not anymore. Right? It's a million different things. Well, I mean, even just if you look at my listening habits. Yeah. No, Joe. That's it's interesting you bring that up because I did a lot of driving this weekend. Yes. Being in Maryland. You, how, what did you do, Jerry? Did you podcast? Did you radio? All did you music? All of it. So, like, I will tell you, driving home from work Friday, uh, I went right to the golf course and met Matthew there. I listened to Brandon and Sal. Driving home from the golf course, I was actually on the phone. Driving to Maryland. That's another thing, by the way. Another competitor in the car 100%. is you talking on the phone. That, very, very true, which you didn't do years and years and years ago. Driving to Maryland, then, I listened to Spotify. Uh, driving home, as I came home Sunday night to work the Cowboy game, I listened to the Odyssey app so I could listen to the giant post-game show, believe it or not. I listened to that for probably an hour and a half. When I got closer to home, I flipped on the Jet game. So I was back on regular radio. So I went from the app to regular radio to listen to the Jet game. Then driving back up, back to Maryland first thing yesterday morning, I had Boomer and Geo on for a little while. Um, I went to Spotify for a little while. And then coming back last night, we were listening to, I found the Monday Night Football game for a little bit. I had Spotify for a little bit. I went to the Odyssey app only to get the Monday Night Football game. So, like, all You're these all different things. And then this morning, um, I popped on you, you and CeeLo. That, just, I wanted to hear your football take from Sunday. I didn't listen to the podcast until this morning with Eddie. But driving in this morning, I listened to the hour with you and CeeLo. So, in the last three days, I consumed a podcast, Spotify, the Odyssey app, fan and the competing radio station for the jet game and i was on the phone right that's a lot of different ways to consume media yeah it's just funny now just even in the car the competitiveness in the car yeah because you've got podcast radio music on a streaming service books on tape yep calling uh talking to somebody on the telephone there's a lot going on there's a lot going on a lot going on it's very competitive now jerry yeah that is true. Real quick, because I know we got to go. Yeah. One, a couple of tipping things for you. Oh, okay. Hotel we stayed at. Great hotel. Overlooks the fields at, at Ripken. There's a Starbucks counter. It's not a Starbucks, but it's a Starbucks counter. They make Right. Star- they make Starbucks coffee. So Kim comes out and she goes, do you tip them? I'm like, tip who? She goes, I got a cup of coffee. And they turn the thing around for a tip. It's a $4 cup of coffee. She goes, all she did was open the spout and give me a hot cup of coffee. I'm like, no, I wouldn't tip that. She goes, I didn't either. She goes, she shot me daggers. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll see what she does tomorrow if you see her again. Same thing. Um, woman is, I'm like, well, you better watch. She puts regular coffee in and Correct. she's not, you know, she's not mad at you, but whatever. So that annoyed me and, and her. But then we went to lunch with my parents the other day. And these, so two things. He was a young kid just trying to make a buck. Okay. I asked him, can you put the giant game on for us? He forgot. Okay, fair enough. Can we get you an appetizer? Yes, we'll take this. Okay, great. Comes right back. All right, your appetizers are in. Would you like meals? And my mom, she's like, yes, but we don't want it all out together. Oh, no problem. So take our order. 
I'm like, and the giant game? He goes, yeah, don't think I can do that. I'm like, can you just ask? He goes, I'll go ask again, but I don't think we can change the channel. Yes, you can, but okay, fine. The appetizer comes out. Literally 30 seconds later, here comes our food. Okay. Now he comes out. He goes, everything okay? I'm like, no, no, everything's not okay. I'm like, you brought this out, and this came out right after it. I'm like, can you please put this stuff on the table? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm like, I know. This is why we told you we didn't want to order lunch yet. Right. He goes, yeah, that doesn't usually happen. I'm like, okay. I'm like, and what about the giant game? He goes, I don't know. Okay. Then we're waiting. He never comes to see how everything is. We're waiting for, like, fill-ups of drinks. He's like, I'm sorry. I got caught up. Can I help you guys with anything? I'm like, not anymore. I'm like, we're done. I'm like, we needed drinks. We needed ketchup. We got nothing. I'm like, we're not doing well today. But he was like, he was like an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. What? What kind of tip do you give the kid? I still gave him his 20%. Yeah, probably. But I wanted to give him $2. Yes. I probably would do the, the 20% as well. But so what's the point of giving I, the tip then? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it supposed to be for good service? Yeah. He was awful. Yeah, we've we've ruined the tip. God damn. The tip is now just, just put it on my bill then. I agree. Make it a service charge. Yeah. And if it's anything extra, you leave money. I, I Oh, it pissed me off though. And it wasn't a cheap tip, you know? The the meal was a hundred and for lunch. Well, again, it was five of us. My right. parents were there, but lunch was a hundred and forty dollars. Oh yeah, so it was like a thirty dollar tip. Right. Like, I wanted to give him three bucks and be mm-hmm. like, "This is not ha- terrible." Yeah, terrible. And the food wasn't great. I, that's what pisses me off. God, you walk out of a place, you're a hundred fifty dollars out. Yeah, terrible service, uh-huh. terrible food. Right. So here, uh, take my money. <laughs> I really. Yeah, that pisses me off. So it ruined. I didn't ruin my day. I shouldn't say that. It did not ruin my day, but it was it was disappointing. Yeah. So whatever. And then I got in the car and uh, started consuming media. Exactly, Jerry. You were all amped up. That's right. All right, we've got a meeting, Jerry. So uh, let's do the warm up, and we'll be back tomorrow on a Wednesday. So. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. In the year 2003, Clemens wins his 300th as the Yankees have beaten St. Louis 5-2. 
Clemens has come on the field and getting a standing ovation from the sold-out 55,000 at Yankee Stadium. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Nice to have you with us. It is Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. The Eddie Scazzaria star is born, and across from me, he's been around. He's been a star. His name is Al Jacoby Dukes. What's up? Oh, good morning there, Jerry. Uh, so, you know, we go out in the newsroom, you know, during commercial breaks and, and stuff. there's no one out there but me. Uh, no, but there's TVs. There are there's TVs. TVs set to different things. Yeah. And one of the TVs is set to ESPN. Yeah. So when I go out there during the show, they they have this Get Up uh, program yes, is on. I'm aware. And uh, Rex Ryan is on it a lot. I don't often. know if he's a host. During the football season, often. He's on there a lot. And every time I go by, to go, what? He just looks bizarre now. And I'm trying to figure out what is going on with Rex Ryan. Well, I think his hair... Partly, he doesn't look like Rexy like he used to look, the yeah. big, strapping head coach. He looks like a TV guy now. I, I figured out what it is. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah, he's done eye work. Okay, hadn't noticed. He's fixed his eyes because his, his eyebrows now are pointing, they're like pointing up. Okay. So it always looks like he's like caught off guard. So he have his... Face pulled back? I think he had his face oh, pulled back, geez, yeah. Rex, what are we doing? He definitely had his eyes done and his uh, and his uh, eyebrows, like something he's... Is it possible? Looks like Carrot Top now. Remember, he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And he still looks good physically from that standpoint. Yeah. Is it possible no. that the skin is tightening as he has lost the weight and working out? No. Because no. okay, your skin no, actually no. loosens up. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Perhaps yeah. maybe it's starting to uh, fix itself. No. No. I think he actually had eye work done because he's going to be on TV. But he looks like, I can only describe him as like, if you take a, if you Google Carrot Top. Yeah, that's not a good look. It's a weird yeah. look. Like he's starting like to get I like weird that, Rex. Yeah, he's starting to get a weird look. Eat a pizza, really, Rex. Really throwing me off. Loosen yourself up. Yeah, stop doing facial work get back on the sidelines that's what we need we need rex ryan yes. coaching a football team correct on the sidelines yes on the sideline yeah me, right. me. i did see that brian dayball said that he's uh, optimistic daniel jones is going to uh, play someday like night. literally use that word optimistic yeah, but optimistic. he won't quite go there and say he's going to play but yeah optimistic after talking to daniel he feels pretty good yeah uh, honestly great maybe they can lose by 21 points yeah, instead of 30 what's the point i because they're still trying to save their season and it's if the over. Jaguars can beat the Bills, they have to feel like they can go beat the Bills. The yeah. problem is the game's in Orchard Park, not in London. Correct. And also, you have to actually score a offensive touchdown. Does probably. help. Does probably, help. Probably going to need an offensive score or two to beat the Bills. It is funny how... So Sunday, I was I was in Maryland, and we went to lunch after our baseball game, and I got the games on, and you see, we walked in, and I saw 14-10 Miami. I'm like, Wow. 14-10, the Giants doing a heck of a job. They're hanging. And then I realized it really should have been 21-3, to not 14-10. to And the next thing you know, it's 17-10, to and then it's 24. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, what is going on? And that, yeah. of course, that was the one game out of all the TVs that they couldn't get on for us where we were sitting. They had all the TVs, all the games on, and I got stuck, well, I forget, watching the, the Steeler game, which at that point was boring as hell. Um, and I didn't get to see it until seeing the highlights. But, I mean, they're bad. They're just bad. They're a terrible offensive football team. They're a bad football team. 
and a they're terrible bad at everything. Team. Offense is number one, but they're yeah. bad at it. Special aside from their kicker, they're they're just not good at anything. Yeah, and it's just so uh, boring. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. But there's a lot of boring football in the NFL. There this is. Year. I agree. A lot of really bad. A lot of games. mediocrity. A lot of mediocrity. Yeah. Right. There's like a, a a couple of really good teams, a couple of really bad ones. And then there's a lot of two and three and three. A lot and of crap five in the middle. Yeah, there's a lot of crap in the middle. Yeah, I agree. It's just, blah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's blah 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 blah. I was saying this to CeeLo yesterday. It, I finally caught on that the NFL just puts total crap matchups at one o'clock on Sunday. That's been like that forever. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm just catching on to that. Yeah, but I'm also realizing then, like, if you actually start your day watching the one o'clock games. You're bored by 4 o'clock. Yes. If and, you're waiting around for that 425 marquee matchup, you're probably exhausted from watching a lot of crap football. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think the key is don't watch the 1 o'clock games anymore. I think it's uh, just you you put the games on at 4 o'clock and you start your day at 405 or 425. Instead. But I really do believe, now partly because you've got most of your games are at 1, I really do believe that's why Red Zone thrives so much. Because you're not stuck watching one crappy game at 1 o'clock. You can watch several crappy games. Yeah, all at one but, time. But at least they're giving you the points of the games where something might be happening. As opposed to sitting through, I don't know, Colts-Jaguars. That's yeah, and just, actually ugh. trying to watch that with commercials. Yeah, horrible. Very horrible. You're right. That's the red zone Instead of getting like just sitting down watching a crappy game, you get multiple crappy games, but you get the one or two good parts of the crap game. I would, I could be wrong about this, but I would think specifically because you only got a handful of games at four, but there's always that marquee game at four. I would think most of the red zone watching audience is between that one and four fifteen window. Yeah, it's got to be because you can't keep up on everything otherwise. Yeah, but it, the 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 red zone, I actually think is better in the 4 o'clock window because there's only like four games going on. It Maybe. I, I just feel like usually you've got the best game of the day at 425, and I would think, and usually you get the doubleheader too sometimes. You get the two games. I don't know. I would think that I most, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people would want to be locked in. Like let's say it wasn't Sunday night. Let's say it Cowboys-Niners, which turned out to be a dud. I understand that. But let's say you had a good Cowboy Niner game at 425. I think most of the country is probably watching that game as opposed to being concerned with whatever Raider game is on at 425 or 4. You know, that's what I would do, or Cardinals or something like that. I had it on, I had the red zone on uh, Sunday when the Jets were playing in Denver. And then I had the actual game on my iPad. And so many times there was the exact same, like they were on that Jet Denver game a lot. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, instead of getting commercials, in the Jet uh, Bronco game, I was getting the other game action. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Giants are a bit of an underdog this week? I wonder why. They're a 15-point underdogs. Is that all? Which is the largest spread of the season thus yeah. far. I mean, they they're they have played like one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst team. Yeah, and I guess, like, they just, this is just them not having the ability to score. Correct. So the idea here is that if uh you know the Bills put up 24 points, they're beating they're they're beating the spread on that one. Yeah. Cuz the Giants stink on ice. If I asked you right now, yeah, how many points the Giants have scored? 
this not season. Many. And, I, and and remember, you got to keep in mind, I'm taking away the seven from the defensive yes. touchdown. All right, offensive touchdowns you're asking for. Yes. So give well, me, let me see, Jerry. Right uh, now, don't think. Just tell me what you think quickly. Three. No, well, no. Remember they had that big second half in Arizona. Oh, don't forget, forget about, about Arizona. that. Okay. I mean, you're not far off. Six. So, all right, we're taking away the 28 points then when you're saying six? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like I just gave you 28. <laughs> They've so only thir- scored 28? So you're saying, th- well, no, they scored the they scored 31 in Arizona. Right. So, But I, I think they scored 28 in the second half. But whatever, they scored 31 okay, so in Arizona. Four. Okay. They scored none against the Cowboys. They scored 31 against the Cardinals. So that balances out a little bit. They scored 12 in San Francisco, so that's 43. A whopping three against Seattle. Holy God. And we're taking away the seven from the Dolphins. They scored nine. Oh, my God. So nine and three is 12, and 12 is 24. They have scored 55 points. I thought you were asking me how many offensive touchdowns they scored. I'm saying how many points. I'm sorry. How many points? Have oh, the I Giants' see. offense put up this this season? Not many in five games. Yeah, they're averaging ten points a game, and that is skewed big time because they scored thirty one against the Cardinals. So in the other four games, they've scored like twenty points. Yeah, even if you just take the second half of the Cardinals game and just remove two quarters, yeah, from right. That, You're right. It's a whole lot of nothing. And I'm to the point now, I like to root for the Giants. I like to root for the Jets. Jerry. Now you're rooting for the Giants to get shut out. I am. I know you are. Because I know you. mediocrity doesn't bring about change. You wanted you wanted them to get shut out against Arizona. Yeah. I know. And I total suckiness does bring about change. Because if uh, they well, How win, much change are we? They've changed the coach every yeah. two years. That's, That's true. enough with changing the coach. You're going to have to sit through this, and next year with Daniel Jones, and they'll be in position to... Switch quarterbacks But let again. me ask you, what changed from last year to this year? Um, I think a lot of different things. Number one, the schedule. I think their schedule was softer. I mean, I talk, I've talk. i talked about their schedule all summer long that I thought that this was very possible that we could be looking at a 1-5 start. Um, and here we are. They're 1-4, likely to be 1-5. I'm not stunned by this start. What stuns me is the fact that they don't look like anything like what they were last year. I didn't expect them to win games. I thought they'd be one in five, but I thought they'd be more competitive than like forty to nothing against the Cowboys. Seriously, that was embarrassing. That was horrific. And then some of these other games, twenty-four to three at home against Seattle um, last year. The coaching of Brian Dable definitely coached the team up a little bit. I think they put Daniel Jones in a good position to succeed. Saquon Barkley played. Oh, by the way, it's a great little outlet for Daniel Jones, which changes their game plan and the schedule. The schedule was much different last year. It's, this has been, aside from Arizona, you played the Cowboys, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins, who might be the best team in the NFL. So four of the five are playoff teams. No, that's, but that's why we were counting on a Seahawks victory, them beating the I Seahawks. I wasn't, but some people are. Yes, that is true. So I pulled up last year, okay? Last year, week one in Tennessee. Now, in fairness, I do think a lot of us thought the Titans would be a really good team last year. Turned out they weren't, but the Giants went in and won that game. Week two, Carolina. They stunk. They lost to the Cowboys. Then they played the Bears. They stunk. I'll give you one that turned heads. Two in a row that turned heads. 
Green Bay, Baltimore. They won those games. You know, but you also go into those games two and one, three and one, feeling like you're a good team. Right now, they've got to feel like they stink. I mean, their confidence level. I is today Tuesday, Tuesday, right? So Adoree Jackson's on with last week. He sounded like a beaten man. Yeah, I I listened to that last week, and I'm listening Oof. to this one because yes, it is a, that is a uh, awkward, cringy interview. There, I can't. I'm forgetting who it was, but there was a player, a defensive player on the Packers, that said last night after they lost to the Raiders, "We need to try and score to help out our offense because our offense right now can't score." You don't think the Giant defense feels that way? Like Giant fans have no confidence that the Giant offense can put together a drive, let alone score points. The Giant defense, while not playing great this year for sure, they've got to think like, guys, just give us more than three and out to catch our breath. Well, that's the thing. Like when uh, when the Jets defense goes to recover a fumble, they're looking to pick it up and run. With yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. And I watched Kayvon Thibodeau fall on a fumble with no one near him, and he just stayed on the ground. Like you need to get up and run with that ball because there is no offense to speak of yeah. here. None, none. Yeah, it's really something. I I don't I think, think through five games, I don't know that I've seen this bad of an offense in a long time. Now we've seen some bad jet offense, uh, jet offense. We have. But not from a quarterback that just got paid. It just it's gotta be better, and it's just not. It's just awful. Who do you got this week? Buffalo, you said, Jerry? Yeah. Sunday night in primetime. Primetime. Yeah, primetime. The country can see the giant offense. And the Jets have a four twenty five spot against the Eagles. The Eagles who are five and Monday. It might be. I mean, you could have a two and four Jet team and a one and five Giant team. Yeah. Yeah. Then what do we do, Jerry? We start talking Knicks Nets. Ben Simmons played last night. I don't know what to tell you. I, I because do we adopt another NFL team and pretend we're well? The Bills are in New York. That's true. A lot of people do call us and tell us that. I do get that. Call. I mean, you adopt five teams every week, so That's you're true. fine. All right, you're good. It's just deflating from the standpoint of we love the NFL, we love football. No one was expecting after the Aaron Rodgers injury. No one expected the Jets to win a Super Bowl. We thought they would play competent football, and Sunday was a good start. Even though the Broncos are terrible too. But they did what they had to do. They won the game. We thought the Giants would give us a season. Didn't think the Giants weren't in the Super Bowl, but we get a season out of them. We Something. Playoffs, for sure. Playoffs. Oh. And again, I I kind of expected them to be here. And I remember saying often through the summer, they might be 1-5, but they'll be a, a decent 1-5 football team, and they'll have a chance to kind of turn things around. And the, the problem is their confidence has got to be so in the tank, and they've been so bad at 1-5, and five, I, or – if they lose Sunday, they'll be one and five. I don't see how they come back from this. What would you give their percentage chance to straight up beat the Bills? Uh, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. This is why they play the That's games. That's why they play the games. I would give them a 10% chance. Yeah. I'm about at that spot. They have you. a puncher's chance, yeah, but 10% not, chance. Not my, like, you know, Josh Allen could get hurt on the first drive. I, you know. Right, or he I could re- throw a couple picks that get returned. Stefan Diggs could be upset on the sideline right. and throw the mojo off. Uh, that bus could get lost to the stadium. A couple things could happen. You and I sat here last week, and I said, the Giants going to Miami make a case for them winning. And you looked at me with the blankest of stares because there was no case to be made. I feel the same way this week, but it was 14-10 Sunday. It was. And we were sitting there saying, you never know. Change the momentum a little 102 yards the other way. Maybe you get into two his head. No. And then the speed. Yeah. 
you saw the speed, Jerry. Running backs, wide receivers. You saw didn't get to see the game. You saw the speed. They exactly. were fast. Although Tyree Kill did get caught from behind, which was very embarrassing for him. Tyree Kill did. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And who one caught of the other... him? Daniel Jones? Strip him <laughs> on the sideline? I don't know who caught him. But uh, one of the other uh, Dolphins receivers went over to him and was mocking him for getting, <laughs> for getting caught. You know what? When you're 4-1, or if it was 4-1, 4-1. One, one. When you're 4-1, and one, you can do that. Oh, they're having a good old time with themselves. Mike McDaniel's having a blast with the media. Sure is. I mean, it is all good in South Florida right now. Yeah, I want them. Right now, I want them in the Super Bowl. They look like a fun team. I agree. Right. Here, You know what I would love? Right now, I would sign up for a Dolphins-Chiefs AFC title game. Yes. But in Miami, I don't want it at Arrowhead. Correct. In my, I want to see, I want to see the Chiefs travel to that game. And by the way, that place would be packed with Chief fans too, which we know. But I want to see Dolphins Chiefs right now. I think it'd be cool to get a Dolphins Niners Super Bowl rematch. I don't want to see the Niners in this. It's enough with the Niners. You're done with them. Well, after that, I mean, my God, Ugh, the spanking they gave they're, you. Um, they're pretty good. They are pretty good. Per- they're pretty good. No, Jerry. they're they're really good. Uh, all right, quick break, 518. We're just getting started. we got a big Tuesday program with Boomer and Gio right here on The Fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the Spinners on a uh, Tuesday morning. Nice to have you with us. Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? 525. It's uh, five weeks are down in the NFL, which is pretty cool. That means we're into mid well, It's kind of weird. We're into mid-October already, but so be it. Five weeks down, we've got our um, our contenders, we've got our pretenders, and we've got everybody in between. And speaking of a pretender, <laughs> some fans are pretenders, including this guy across from me to my left. What? So it's time now what we call the Al Dukes fraudulent list, the five favorite teams. Thank you, Jerry. These are teams I'm currently rooting for in the NFL. Winners. I want winners. <laughs> Much like uh, the players, Jerry, who become free agents at the end of the year, I become a free agent at the end of every NFL week. And I pick the teams I'm rooting for this week, Jerry. Yes. I'm currently uh, back on the Jets bandwagon with the win. Really? I'm rooting for the Jets. I'm impressed. As they go into uh, MetLife Stadium uh, to uh, host the Eagles. What are, what's going to happen when they play your Eagles? <laughs> no, the Eagles are not my team, uh, Jerry. They're not on your list anymore. No. Okay, good. Good to know. The New York Jets are number one on my list. Okay, what uh, I gave you a 10% chance the Giants win. Well, give me a percentage that the Jets beat the 5-0 and Eagles Sunday. Five percent, five less than the Giants. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I yeah. Ooh, I would be I a tick up. I would go fifteen percent. Wow. Okay. Jets do have a really good defense. They do. They do. 
Uh, number two, Jerry, they're still on my list despite losing Dallas Cowboys. I don't wow. want to be bouncing on and off the Cowboy bandwagon this year. You they were so embarrassing Sunday night, and they would tell you they were embarrassing. Yeah. I thought that that would have knocked them off your list until they proved themselves again. No, I'm going to give them another week. Sometimes, though, you lose two weeks in a row, you're not likely to stay on the list. Number okay. three, they had an off week this week, but they return in their orange creamsicle uniforms, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, they did nothing to be bounced from the list. Thank you. Nothing wrong with They, they did play. nothing to be bounced. No, all good. Number four. Miami Dolphins. You're kidding me. Really? <laughs> they are fun Shocking. to watch, Jerry. They're fast. They're really moving it. And as I look at my fifth team, you're going to So have just to be clear real quick, yeah. two of your five favorite teams are the Jets and Dolphins. Well, it's going to, yeah. Don't uh, say the Bills. No, no, no. But, I, but I'm looking down here, and I, as I, I pick the Buccaneers, and I'm looking down at my number five. Detroit Lions. Oh, jeez. They're playing each other this week. So now what are you going to do? Well, not watch the game like you wouldn't do anyway. <laughs> Incorrect. Orange uniforms. I'm watching you're this You're not one. watching that game. I am watching this no, game. No, you're going to watch Red Zone. I don't know. I think How are you watching Lions I think, and Bucks? I think we're actually getting this game are we? locally. I think Maybe. it's a. I think it's a, na- the, uh, a national Maybe game. Maybe you will. You know what? The Lions have been really good. They should get some national love. Yeah. Maybe you will watch a little bit of the game until you're bored midway through the first quarter. If not, I'll just red zone it, Jerry. So there's my... So uh, recap it. Okay, we got Jets, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Detroit Lions. Five teams I'm currently rooting for, Jerry, in the National Football League. All right, fair enough. I thought maybe the Steelers might make a return after no, that wild boring. win. I, well, they are boring, but that was a fun finish on Sunday. It was a fun finish. But they are boring. That is very true. Uh, I did see this, Jerry. This is a, you know, you go, uh, sources say. And yes. you're like, well, who are these sources? Who are these sources? Who are these people? A person close to Mac Jones tells a Fox Sports AFC East reporter. I mean, look at the connections here, Jerry. A person close to Mac Jones, AFC East Fox reporter Henry McKenna mm-hmm. was told, quote, no matter how good of a cook you are, you cannot make garbage taste good about Mac Jones's terrible season. So he's far. garbage. No, I think he's saying he's he's. You're asking Mac Jones, who's the cook, to make something out of garbage. So his offense is garbage. Correct. Okay. I mean, Mac Jones has been part of the problem, not part of the solution. I'm not saying he's not. He very well could be. Doesn't seem like it. But he has not been good. I'm trying to I mean, think. he was atrocious in the Cowboy game two You know, ago. if we're trying to figure out who said this information, Jerry, because it's somewhat mysterious. He was Tom Brady. <laughs> I think it was someone who does cook because they use the cook analogy. Oh, my God. Could it be the cook at the Patriots facility, Jerry, who Mac Jones was like. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I hope so, <laughs> and I hope that gets out <laughs> because if you're going to tell me a reporter yeah. went to the Patriots' kitchen <laughs> to get information, yes. that would be one of the funniest stories I've heard in a long time. Yeah, it'd be great to be like, uh, excuse me, are you the AFC East reporter, <laughs> Henry McKenna? Why, yes, I am Henry McKenna. I'm the uh, cook here, and I just got to tell you that uh, Mac Jones, when I was feeding him his beef with broccoli this week, he said to me, it's hard to, what did he say? <laughs> you don't even have it ready. He said, no matter how good of a cook you are, 
you cannot make garbage taste good. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the chef. <laughs> I don't think it's the chef. I don't think it's the, the Patriots cook. I would sniff around there, Jerry, if you I was looking that. for sauces. I, I've seen people saying that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. Is that possible? I think it, I actually do think it's possible. Like to legitimately not finish the season? Is I don't know possible? about I don't know about that, but to legitimately not be back next year? What a wild What a wild sports story that would be if in the middle of the season they bounce him. Yeah, I don't think Robert Kraft would do that to him. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, they've won way too That's much true. um with him there. They were <laughs> He took them to nine. I, I know Tom Brady was there. I get it. Nine Super Bowls. I mean, there are franchises that yeah. have never appeared in one. And he, in his time, in his 20 years in New England, has gone to the, or however many years it is, has been to the Super Bowl nine times and won it six times. Um, yes, a lot of it was Tom Brady. I am not saying anything to the contrary. But let's not, let's, this nonsense that Bill Belichick now is a terrible head coach. Is, is such a load of crap. He doesn't have the players. It goes. It really goes to show, like a bad coach with a good team can still win a lot of games and probably probably not win the Super Bowl. A really good coach with bad players ain't winning jack. You're just not. I heard uh, Bill Belichick said, no matter how good of a cook you are, no, <laughs> you cannot not make garbage taste good. You want to complain about Bill Belichick? Here's where I would start: personnel, because he's really. Who's the guy who's in charge with bringing players in and out, what direction they go, uh, at which positions. I think you can definitely criticize that. But him as a head coach, the idea that you're going to sit here and now say he can't coach is stupid. I was reading an article about they were like looking at uh, Bill Belichick's, you know, current players that are in the NFL that he didn't take and players he took instead sure. of them, yeah. which was not a good look yeah. for for a bunch of these things. Yeah, but and that's what happens because now you're under a microscope because they've been – just very average or even a little bit below average for below the last average. few years. Yeah, I mean, they did, right? Didn't they go to the playoffs the one year, Eddie? You With remember. Mac Jones, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like they've been atrocious. They haven't been 2-14, and 2-15. and 15. They've just not been good. And when you're a Patriot fan, you're used to going to Super Bowls, not being average. Correct. I mean, I've got – we'll play some clips later. I mean, the, the, the Patriot fans up there in New England are – this guy could never coach. He stings. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. It really is. Did you happen to see, uh, well, last night, Monday Night Football, Raiders beat the Packers. Did I see it? No, I didn't see it. No, I'm saying there was, uh, I saw this on uh, social media, uh, Mark Davis. Yes. The Raiders. The Raiders. We, we think he's calling Josh McDaniels an a-hole for uh, going for, kicking the field goal and not going for the do, fourth right? and goal. I think that's, yes. Because, yeah, it was uh, 232 left in the first half. And Vegas settled for a field goal. I think they were at the eight-yard line. At the eight-yard line. And they showed Mark Davis up in the booth, and he yelled, uh, what an a-hole. Yeah. Now, (laughs) if that was a fourth and goal from the one, I might tend to agree with him. Fourth and goal from the eight is not easy. Not that a fourth and goal is easy anywhere. But from the eight-yard line, and I didn't see the game. They wound up winning. Jordan Love was not good. Um, I don't know. Buck and Aikman had fun with it. Yes. Well, Mark Davis with the bowl cut is sitting oh, up there. Like and he's with this uh, hot chick who's a Cirque du Soleil performer. So it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Well, he's bizarre. He is very bizarre. And so um, and Joe Buck's wife was on this broadcast? Yeah. So Scott Van Pelt, who was supposed to do the broadcast, had no voice. Okay. So it was great because uh, Andrew Marchand 
had uh, tweeted out, uh, sources say Scott Van Pelt won't be, and Scott Van Pelt wrote on the right, yeah, me, I tweeted it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had tweeted earlier that his voice was like legitimately yeah. had no voice. Right. So, and I think she also, Joe Buck's wife, what's her name? Michelle something Buck. I think she hosted uh, the NFL morning show on the NFL Network. Oh, she did TV. for, I'm forgetting her name. For, uh... Come on. Mm, mm, uh, Jamie Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl, yes. yeah. Okay. Well, good for her then. So she hosted that in New York, and then she was in Vegas? Or she hosted that from ESPN, from Bristol? Well, I didn't see. I was away. I was Yeah. Home. Here's the thing, though, Jerry. I confuse a lot of people. So if you go to, like, go to Ian Rappaport's Twitter, because he was on the show uh, with uh, the woman who was hosting. Okay. Michelle Beesner-Buck. Yeah. Beisner, Beisner, okay. See if she was the one, because I also confuse her with Sarah Walsh or something. <laughs> <laughs> I get uh, broadcasters confused. You're all over the place. All yeah. right, it's going to take too long to find. I'll find it during the oh, break. I'll find it during the break. Tell me if that's the same uh, woman who hosted Good Morning Football. All right, we'll take a break. We'll figure that out. We'll sort it out, and then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. Don't go away. Hi, right, quarter to six. Uh, I believe it's Sarah Walsh is the host hosting right. Good Morning Football They yesterday. have a similar facial look, Jerry. Right, but one's blonde and one's brown hair. Correct. Jerry, this is the the music stylings of Creed. Yeah. You're familiar with them? Of course. I guess the Texas Gospel Rangers. rock, is that what you would call it? I Christian like that. rock? I like, uh, they're not like Christian rock, but... Um, no. No, like they were mainstream. Uh, no, I know that, but I thought most of their songs were about God. I like gospel rock, though. That sounds cool. Okay. The Texas Rangers, uh, they started listening to Creed during the uh, second half of the season when they were having some issues. Yes, for sure. A lot of ups and downs of the season. They started bumping some Creed in the locker room. Yeah. Well, uh, one of their uh, pitchers, Jerry, Andrew Haney. Former Yankee. Is that right? Couldn't get it done here. He was awful. <laughs> now he's getting her done yeah. for the Texas Rangers. He said uh, he would love the fans tonight to sing along to Creed songs. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I think we're going to get a cool moment tonight. I think you might. I'm telling you, I was there for that one game this summer. It's yeah. a great environment for a baseball game. And they'll sell that out, right? They're yes. not like the Tampa they sold out. The game I went to was sold out in August. A rando August game? Yes. Because they were good. It was a sellout. They, they were very good. Okay, so uh, we expect to sell out tonight. It's a beautiful ballpark. It's a very cool area with a lot of things to do around the park. And inside is really neat. I mean, it's a great place. For an indoor stadium, yeah. I don't know. if I, I imagine the roof is retractable. I'm not sure. But when I was there, the roof was closed. If it is retractable, it's just a... It's a for an indoor facility, unlike Tampa, it is a great atmosphere. So I could see them all singing in harmony. So this could be awesome tonight. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean the one thing I'm trying to, I don't remember if it was Texas or Houston, where they played Bon Jovi. Um, Living on a Prayer. And everybody in unison in between innings was singing the song. Like, that to me is fascinating. Like, you imagine you're Bon Jovi and you, like, you're not there. It's just a tape of your song, and you got 50,000 people in unison and harmony singing. Oh, my God, how cool is that? No, no, and, and it's a, uh, one of your songs from 1986. Uh, even a better part. 
And you got kids my like my son's age, eighteen, that knows it and sings it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, but no, that'll be very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the video now. I'm I would like to root for the Orioles because I think it's cool that the Orioles are in the playoffs. Yes, but I also am rooting for a Creed sing along at the Rangers game, and I have a feeling they have to be winning in order to get the Creed sing along. Maybe you could get it in the third inning, though. That's true. If you know? uh, they have a lead, yeah, it's certainly possible. So that game, let's see here. So we've got today, I know the Astros and Twins play. That series is 1-1, and I know the Rangers play the Orioles today. Is that a day game? Hold on. No, okay. So the Astros and Twins are the earlier game, and then you got 8 o'clock as Orioles-Rangers when you have already faded into darkness. I'll be asleep. That's what I'm yes. saying. Like when I wake up, though, and I get to work and I check out the social medias, yeah. I, I better be seeing a Creed sing-along. Did you? Well, you don't get sports alerts, I wouldn't think. Um, did you see Zach? I mean, I know they lost, but did you see Zach Wheeler? And by the way, Aaron Hicks, Haroldis Chapman, Sonny Gray in the postseason, uh, Zach Wheeler last night, Travis Darno hits the home run. I mean, my God. Yeah, it's the really Zach amazing. Wheeler one bugs me the most. I agree. Because I don't know why they got rid you of him. You know, the one th- money. They didn't want to pay him. They need money. They didn't want to pay him. And I know a lot of people have said, you know, if Steve Cohen had taken over, this would have never happened. I, I do agree with that. The problem is I'm not so sure they're going to keep Pete Alonzo. And I really thought, like, I think they will. But I'm also, I'm in a spot where I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't resign him. And these... Like, I didn't think that'd even be a question with Steve Cohen. Yeah, that's going to be a shocker if that don't get done. You think? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a shocker, all right. But Wheeler, anyway, no hitter into the sixth inning. Uh, five and two-thirds, no hit baseball. They're winning 4 nothing, and then they lose. Yeah, did you see the way that game ended? I did. Yes, I did. That Terrible some, base running by Bryce Harper. That was some wild stuff, right? Yes, yes. I don't know why. I don't know where he's going because if that ball falls. So. Number one, if the ball is caught, set it up for us, Jerry, for the uh, audience who did. So they're see down it. five four. There's one out. In the, the Phillies are down the, five. The four. Phillies were up four nothing. Now they're down five four. You got the two run homer from Darno in the seventh, and Austin Riley with a two run homer to take the lead in the eighth. And again, Wheeler had no hitter going through five and two thirds. So things were really humming along for Philly, and all of a sudden they weren't. So ninth inning, you got one out. Bryce Harper's on first. Nick Castellanos hits a fly ball to right, little right center field. Michael Harris Jr. goes back to the wall, makes a catch, kind of jumping up against the wall. Quickly fires in. I think it was Riley that was the cut. Catches and fires it to first. And Harper gets thrown out by a step or two. But Harper, what I don't understand is why he made the turn around second. Because if Harris doesn't catch the ball, he's still scoring from where he would have been prior to second bay. I, I don't know. I know it's the tying run. But to get doubled up in that spot is brutal. It was even uh, a little more interesting with the doubling up because the throw in from center went past the guy he was trying right. to. Right, it came was the, like the double cut that went to Riley, the third baseman. Yes, and then whoosh, to Matt Olson fired it right over there. Correct. That was some wild stuff. What yeah. a, that was a cool way to end the game. And again, I hate the Phillies, but now nah, Phillies are exciting. Those games are the Philly games in Philly. Yep, are fun to watch. I. Don't disagree with you. I it's you're Man, right. They are they're riding, electric. Jerry, they're riding high. They got the Phillies. They've got a five and zero football team. But what is, are we doing here? This is nothing new. Let's look at the last the since Boomer took over. Yeah, you've had the Red Sox have been really good. Mm-hmm. Right, so the Red Sox they've won how many World Series now since '04? Is it three, two? I forget. They win three, three. 
So the Red Sox have won World Series since Boomer's been here. The Patriots do nothing but win. The Eagles have been Super Bowl champs in another one. Um, the Phillies have been to the World Series. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And we do nothing. We do nothing here. Nothing. And our little stepbrothers down the turnpike, Jerry. Is it 480? They're 5-0 NFL team. They've got a team in the playoffs. The Sixers are going to be good again. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it has not been good being a New York fan. It hasn't been. Our two enemies, Jerry. Boston, the only thing we're happy now is the Patriots stink. The Patriots do stink now, but you know what? Did you enjoy the last 25 years? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. But you're telling me you have audio of fans up there not happy with uh, what's going on. Fans want Bill out. They want Bill check out. They do. That like want him fired today. Like they've had enough. Yeah. I to me, Bill Belichick gets to tell them when he's done. Yeah. I'm done. Yes. You think he wants to do one more go round with a new quarterback? Well, I would say this. What else is he gonna do with his life? Yes, yeah, especially that uh, they he and his a gal pal, longtime gal pal have broken up. He's got nothing going on. So he's got a quiet home, I think. He got the dog, maybe. I'm not sure. Or if she got the dog, I don't know. Mm-hmm. W- weren't they still living together? Wasn't that part yes, of the story? You were correct, yeah. So he still has his dog, and he's got his Patriots. If So let's play this out. Let's say he was fired or quit at the end of the season, which I don't think either is happening. Is a network hiring him? No. For those, I mean, I know we've seen guys not be so good with the media, and then all of a sudden you put them on TV and they're great. There's no way. <laughs> Bill Belichick, you want him in front of the camera. No. So what is he doing? I could see him going and coaching a local high school near his yeah, house. Yeah, I suppose. Would that fulfill him? I, I guess. I don't know. He's, he needs something to do. Yeah. But I'm going to say he's still going to be the Patriots head coach next year. After next year, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Future Jerry, do you see Bill Belichick as head coach of another NFL team ever? Isn't he 70? Yes. I could see it. Maybe, NFL teams are desperate. Maybe he feels like the Jets owe him, or he owes the Jets was what he did to them. So now you're firing Rob Sala, <laughs> and you want Belichick and Aaron Rodgers next year. Correct. And, the, and then he goes and wins a Super Bowl with the Jets, and you're right off into the sunset. <laughs> Who knows? All right, quick timeout. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo for a big Tuesday program. Right now, an Odyssey sportsman and Amy Lawrence on Simone Bile. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got about a minute. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Uh, the Raiders did win last night over the Packers. What else, Al? The uh, International Olympic Committee, Jerry. They're going to vote, I think it's today, on whether uh, flag football will be in the 2028 games in Los Angeles. Could okay. we Could we send our pros? Like who? Like NFL players. Terrell Owens? Well, He'd be like, a good flag football guy. We get, imagine Patrick Mahomes running around out, out so there. So you'd be Jerry. okay with that, and he tears his Achilles. <laughs> Not about the Chiefs fan. You big hypocrite. <laughs> That's true. What if we did this? Guys who recently retired. I just said Terrell Owens. Oh, Terrell Owens. Yeah, He'd Terrell be perfect. Yeah, he Sissy football. Great. 
Flag football, though. Sissy football. You got to be better than all these other foreign uh, countries at football, right? You would think. I, I don't know, nor do I care. What? Put flag football USA. in. USA. How much of the last Olympics did you watch? None. I, I was going to say Probably north zero. of 60 seconds. Zero seconds. Right. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.